We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Saving starts with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. We are on the radio from 1 until 4. And if for some reason you had something else to do after 4 o'clock, you go to the iHeart app and hear the show again. John and Ken on demand. It's the podcast. How dare you have something else to do? And uh, after that, we you show have... up live these three hours every day. We want you here, and and we're paying you money to listen. So uh, uh... yeah, you have to you have to be listening live to win the money, right? It's coming up at two twenty. That's right. Yeah. I mean, what, what what gives? What else do you want? <laughs> what gives? What gives? <laughs> and we'll have another keyword at two twenty. And, of course, one more at 320 on the John and Ken Show. Uh, we're keeping an eye on a story for our show this afternoon. In Sacramento, the Assembly Public Safety Committee killed the bill that everyone thought would easily pass, and that is to list human trafficking as a serious felony offense in the state of California. When you hear the words child trafficking, you got to be thinking that's a serious crime. But apparently not in the Assembly Public Safety Committee. Yeah. This bill sailed through the Senate, but uh, it looks like it's getting blocked in the assembly by this public safety committee. Yeah. And the chairman only is- one Republican voted for it. Another one was absent and all the Democrats that were there voted against it. We don't have a complete tally yet, but we believe certainly it was enough to block the bill. For yeah. Now. And the chair of the uh, committee is uh, Reggie Jones Sawyer from Los Angeles. Yeah. And uh, apparently, uh, I don't know, he and the other Democrats are on the side of the perverts who uh, sell young girls into sex slavery. Nice. Who, who knew? Who knew Reggie Jones Sawyer was pro teenage sex slavery? Ah, it's great, great to know. They, no felon, no serious felony there. No serious jail time. Uh, Carry on. Carry on, men. Whatever you want to do there. Not a big deal. 
All right, we are now going to talk about, oh, I, get this, a bit of a shock. The ACLU is also opposed to this, as well as the John and Ken show. How about that, John? How often does that happen? It's good the to ACLU? find. Um, let me wait to see what it is. It's the speed camera. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, the ACLU is opposed to any kind of cameras that enforce laws. In case you don't know by now, and this stupid thing has been around for years, thanks to an assemblywoman by the name of Laura Friedman, a Democrat from Glendale, Assembly Bill 645. Right now, they're in a pilot program with the speed cameras, and here are the places. L.A., Long Beach, Glendale, that's where she's from, San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. Civil penalties would be $50 if you exceed the speed limit by 11 miles an hour. It jumps to 100 if it's 16 miles per hour, 200 if you're 26 miles per hour over, and if you if you are 100 miles per hour over the speed limit, it could hit $500. Well, except... Look, that would be dangerous. Well, the thing is, passing this bill is not going to stop the guy who's driving 30 miles an hour over the speed limit. Because that guy is drunk or on cocaine or meth or something. Well, he doesn't know what the laws are and he doesn't care. So they're using that to sound dramatic. The truth is they want the money for the $50 penalties. $50 times everyone who slightly speeds is a tremendous amount of money for the local governments. And that's the point of this. Laura Friedman is a complete and utter phony. She knows it's about collecting the fine money for the people who casually speed. It's not about going after the whack jobs you see on the freeways on Friday night because there's no law that's ever going to stop them. She responded to that. This is not meant to be a cash cow. These are not it revenue generators. The money... Collected in fines, has to be used to pay for the system. Anything left over, yeah, it's one of your favorite phrases, John, will be put into traffic calming measures. Speed bumps, flashing speed sure. limit signs, and crosswalks. Oh, more impediments to driving. <laughs> more of those uh, bike curbs that they built we in Santa Monica. See, you need to be calmed. Listen to you. We don't need to be calmed. The only reason we've got uh, more people getting run over is we have more homeless people stumbling around, whacked out on meth. That's why. Take, take the homeless out, and uh, I bet you the uh, traffic fatalities go down. And they're not happening in most neighborhoods anyway. Most of the deaths are happening you know, near the homeless encampments. They're not happening in normal suburban neighborhoods where normal people live. Well, they claim that nationally pedestrian road deaths are way up in the last yeah, couple of yeah, years. Sh show me that. Show me what, well, what I think it started with the pandemic. Nobody was on the roads, so the people no. that are on the roads were going 100 miles an hour. Yeah, we, you know they what? were just thrilled to be able to speed. <laughs> you know what? If you live in L.A., I don't believe their numbers. I want to see the names of the people. I want to know what they were doing when when they got hit. Oh, they claim I, some of it's the street racing too. Well, street racing—that's a sicko culture that's got nothing to do with my neighborhoods. Well, street. Put the speed cameras up where the street, street racers are. It's always the certain intersections, right? They take over and start yeah. doing this. It's because they won't prosecute. You know, that, 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 that you, you could prosecute all those speed racers. You could confiscate their cars, tow them away, confiscate them, sell them, let them get crushed into, uh, in, into uh, metal boxes in Mexico somewhere. You could wow. destroy those cars, and that would, that would end it. If those guys started losing their cars... Street racing would end in about five minutes. They don't want to. Instead, they want to use that as a pretext for taking 50 bucks from me and you and every other normal person in the world who doesn't stumble, whacked out on meth in the middle of the street and who doesn't street race 
on a Friday and Saturday night. We don't do this stuff. But if we casually speed in the neighborhood, now they're going to want $50. And what I can't stand is this phony Laura Friedman, who's going to stand up there and look like the protective mother bear looking out for all the children at risk because of all the bad guys out there speeding, right? She's the savior. She's going to protect us all. This is just this is a money grab. It's always a money grab. What, why, why are there fines? What, why, why are the fines so, so big? Well, the first time you do it, there's no fine, just a warning. But after that... And I, don't, I can't stand living in a society already with cameras everywhere. Now, is this points on your license? I don't see that it is. I don't see that here. You know, that whole thing, we have to go to traffic school and all that you, crap. Usually thing. speeding is points. It is points. It doesn't usually. say that in the story, yeah. Oh, she's claiming that cities that have speed cameras have reduced traffic fatalities. Portland, 46% drop after they put in speed cameras. Oh, I'd like to see the proof of that. I don't believe that. They, these people lie all the time. They lie constantly. Remember when, when Mike Bonin was, was trying to come up with statistics to prove that his road diet was necessary? To remove lanes of traffic. Oh, yeah. He came up and, with all sorts of ridiculous and, stories. And we did an investigation, and they were lies. I remember. I, I, I'll give you an example of what he did in case you forgot, because this goes back about six years. But there was a person who was run over and killed on, uh, on a dark road along the beach near El Segundo, Playa Vista, that area. Yeah, that's Vista Del Mar. Vista Del Mar. Yeah, it was It was like 2 in the morning. They were walking back from a bar, and they were walking in, in the street. Oh, that whole area was and, Darwinism because yeah, it's got two yeah. or three lanes in each right. direction, and idiots were trying to just run over so, to the beach. Mike Bond and the liar used that example to remove a lane of traffic during rush hour, and it right. caused a huge backup on Venice Boulevard, huge backup in all four directions. In that area in Playa del Rey. And his defense was, well, this guy who got run over. Well, he was run over at 2 in the morning on another road where there's not much lighting. And he just was stumbling home from a bar. And he got run down. So, hey, don't walk on the road at 2 in the morning when you're when you're intoxicated. Then you will get run over by another car. But you don't have to tie. He tied up, he tied up the, uh, the rush hour traffic. Yeah. That, that's, that, they're liars. They make we statistics got removed, up. So. We got that removed. That's but, what you uh, have to do. You have to get uh, media attention. You have to fight back. Like that RV encampment in Silmar, people are but, fighting back. Uh, that's going to get removed eventually. Here's another thing that's causing traffic fatalities. People staring at their stupid screens between homeless bums stumbling around, drunk and on meth. One of the major other factors is everybody's looking at their screens while they're driving. And we all know this is going on. So they're tooling down the road, and they're. I see people looking down, watching videos, reading texts every day. I actually, this is a game I play. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and especially when I'm waiting to make a left turn on Sunset Boulevard, right near my house, and there's a stream of traffic, rush hour traffic going by me, and so I'm sitting there waiting to make the left turn. Here comes another car, car, car. You know, a couple of dozen cars will go by, and I'm looking, and I'd say about a third of them have their heads down, looking at a screen. So th this is just an opportunist, this uh, Laura Friedman. Just wants right. to steal money from you. When we return, speaking of money, you can get some. We'll reveal another keyword. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand. 
from KFI AM 640. Coming up after 2.30, you got to hear this story. The San Francisco Chronicle did an in-depth series of stories on the drug problem in San Francisco. Certain neighborhoods have been overrun, particularly with fentanyl. They traced a lot of it back to a little village in an area in Honduras. That's where many of the dealers are coming from. It's so bad, and it's so good a trade for these citizens of Honduras, that they're sending money back home, and it's resulting in a real estate boom in this area of Honduras. (laughs) Oh, really? And it's, of course, San Francisco's sanctuary city policies, which help make this easy for the drug dealers who migrate from Honduras to San Francisco, because even if they get caught, they're often just... Kicked right back to the streets, free. Right. And they can tell you all about this. They can energize the Honduran economy by uh, killing Americans here on the streets of San Francisco. And we heard this. I wasn't sure it was when you were out or you were here. I had a guest who said many of the dealers are migrants. Mm -hmm. I was like, really? And they said, yes. They didn't say Honduras, but they said often it's migrant dealers selling all these whacked out people in the tenderloin. London Breed said that one day. And they started screaming at you, hey, racist, racist. Except she was telling the truth. In this district, it is Honduran illegal immigrants that are uh, in charge of much of the drug trade. Yeah, word got back that this is a way to make money. So more and more people (laughs) migrated. They actually traced it back to one guy in particular who did this first. You're not going to believe what we can do in America. We We kill Americans and then we'll send the money back home so you have a better life. I, I thought it was all oppression there in Honduras. I guess not. I guess they, they've got some kind of economic uh, resurgence, thanks to all the drugs that uh, the uh, addicts in San Francisco use. Today, the former Manson family member, Leslie Van Houten, is a free woman. Isn't that sick? Did 73 you- years old. She was serving a life sentence for a role in the murders of uh, uh, Leno and Rosemary LaBianca in yeah. 1969 as part of the Manson murders of that and, year. And she was actually one of the killers. She, she was, was. She stabbed. She wasn't a hanger-on. No. She stabbed, I think, that woman, Rosemary LaBianca. She said she, yeah, she uh, says uh, after her partner, Charles Tex Watson, stabbed Rosemary LaBianca, he handed her a knife. She stabbed the woman at least 14 more four, times. 14 times and, and severed her spine. Oh. All right. So so th- th- this, this Leslie Van Houten actually severed the spine and murdered a woman willingly and Gavin Newsom is letting her go. Yeah, he's blocked this before, but not this time. Not this time. The parole board keep giving her but, parole, and he uh, was denying it, but this time well, he's not going to stand well, in the way. This is another misdirection play. Who puts these people on the parole board? Who appoints the parole board? No. Well, I, apparently I'm, what happened was he got overruled by a California appeals court earlier this year and he's decided not to challenge the appellate court decision but he has been the governor now for five years lieutenant governor before that and he and jerry brown dismantled the entire justice system the governors appoint the parole board members so you have this is the first time a court has overruled the governor's denial of parole to a manson follower it was the second district court of appeal I, I, I mean, I can't believe I lived long enough to see a Manson follower who actually participated in a murder get released. And Newsom yeah. surrendered. He wouldn't, he wouldn't do the final appeal.
As I don't, there's no argument as to why you should keep somebody like Leslie Van Houten in prison. Really, let's go, let's go through the 14 uh, stab wounds. Let's go through the severed spine. Let's go through the uh, the woman dying on the floor of her own house. Well, we're in an era in California now where there is no such thing as life without parole. So yeah, and, and who set that up? Newsom and the legislature. Who who appoints to the parole board? Newsom. You know, he sits there going, oh, yeah, yeah, it's not my responsibility. I... No, 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 it's you. It's you. It is you. You signed all this crap. Jerry Brown signed a lot of crap. No. I, 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 mean, I mean, he is heinous. He is an absolutely evil, heinous person. And he spends his nights watching Fox News. And they're so he's going to watch tonight, and uh, they're going to say, "Well, you know, Newsom let uh, uh, Manson kill her out. What's he going to do? Get upset?" Well, this is against your theory that he wouldn't do anything that hurts his run for the presidency. This People is. could use this against him. Yeah, he let a Manson killer out. Yeah, if you can't, he did run, not try to block her parole again. If you can't run against that, <laughs> uh, seriously, if if you can't mount a campaign against Gavin Newsom. You should you should just jump off a bridge and end it. And you you right. can't give him any wiggle room. He can't he can't blame the legislature. He can't blame the parole board. He is intimately involved in every step of the way of destroying the justice system for the last uh, five and a half years. When we come back, many of the drug dealers that are affecting the streets of San Francisco, certain neighborhoods overrun by zombied out drug addicts. Many of them come from a small village, small area of Honduras. We'll talk about it next. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why GameBridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity, and it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. GameBridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at GameBridge.io. Please visit GameBridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. This message comes from Viking. 
committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. We got the voice line. You can connect to the voice line using that app, the microphone icon, or call the toll-free number. It's coming back on Friday, 3 o'clock hour, one 877 664-7886. We'll take a closer look at one of the biggest Southern California stories in the last several days. That's the collapsing homes in RHE. That stands for Rolling Hills Estates. It's in the Palos Verdes Peninsula. These houses are collapsing in a canyon area of Rolling Hills Estates. And uh, many of them are already, well, they've given up. They're eventually just probably, there's nothing that can be done We'll talk about this with KFI News reporter Corbin Carson in about 30 minutes and find out how this could have happened. Residents are shocked, but it, if you look at actually the topography, it's not all that hard to believe. And we'll get into that coming up next hour. Well, we'll get to, to dig into this story now. The San Francisco Chronicle has done a huge series of stories about, of course, the drug problem in the city in the Tenderloin and another neighborhood called South of Market. There are, of course, many addicts in the streets. And how do the addicts get their drugs? Well, they get them from the drug dealers. Often the drug is fentanyl, which can be very addictive and very dangerous. And when they decided to do this story, one thing they discovered, many of the drug dealers in San Francisco are all coming from the same place. Like the the same town. In you might hear, yeah, it's called Saria Valley, a cluster of villages about 80 miles north of the capital of Honduras. And, you know, you see those stories that we were talking about 7-Elevens today. You often see that there are sometimes migrants and sometimes they're either Indian or Pakistani that work in 7-Elevens. Often what happens is people back home find out that this has become a pretty good way to make a decent living and they migrate to America and they get their own franchise. Well, the same thing happened here in a very negative way with drug dealing. This little village, cluster of villages in Honduras, people found out that this one guy makes $350,000 a year. You know how far that goes in these tiny villages in Honduras? $350,000? That's like uh, getting getting tens of millions of dollars. Uh, there are homes, villages. and one of them is a mansion in one of these villages, and guess what they have on them? A San Francisco Giants logo on the balcony ceiling. Two 49er logos on the front gate. Civic yeah. centers right. played across the security bars. So think of all the lies that were told about the migrants uh, leave, leaving their oppressed villages and violence. And they come here and all they want is a chance at freedom and hard work. Well, well, the Chronicle pointed out most of the migrants do not engage in drug dealing, Honduran migrants. Yeah, well, they found but, 200, 200 yeah. migrants charged in San Francisco just since last year. Since last year, yeah. And, and that number does not include Honduran dealers who were convicted in previous cases or others who have never been arrested. One dealer from the Sharia Valley who got to San Francisco in 2004 said as a child he would watch as others returned to Honduras after selling drugs in the Bay Area. They were popular because of the cars and money, so everybody wanted the same. That's 
You can work on the farms in these villages, but you are going to make a pittance. <laughs> work for 10,000 years and not make the money you could make in a single year here. Right. So when word gets out, oh, it's $8 a day doing farm work there, a typical resident. You know how many people died in San Francisco from uh, drug overdoses? 2,200. 2,200. And and now you have these these 200 guys arrested who are bringing uh, who are making six figures themselves potentially killing the other killing San Franciscans. The other advantage to San Francisco is because of its sanctuary city status, there's a very low risk of getting any jail time and really no risk of being deported. So that's another reason why the migrants have come to to San Francisco from Honduras, not only to make a lot of money, but to face few consequences they actually call themselves hondos the drug dealers Here, here's the, selling drugs in the bay area and open markets all right so in case you haven't gone to uh, san francisco in a while here's here's what you're going to find um a man in his early 30s lay motionless on a sidewalk outside the federal building on his right a dozen users smoked fentanyl and crack cocaine or they were hung bent at the waist heads suspended at their knees to, those, to his left, a handful of dealers cloaked in black, except for the space around their eyes. They continued selling while a passerby revived the man with Narcan. So there you go. Gee, why are all the conventions canceling in San Francisco? That sounds lovely. Oh, yeah. Apparently even Meta canceled a big convention you, in San Francisco. Do you believe that? Mark, something called Red Hat. Do you know who they are? Is that a tech uh, Yeah, tech. Outfit? Yeah. Oh, so, so even Zuckerberg isn't going to have his... He's not uh, going to come there. No. Right? <laughs> The Chronicle says almost all of the alleged dealers are released on their own recognizance before trial, which means they do not have to post bond. They may be required to check in regularly with a case manager. Some get assigned to diversion programs or have charges dismissed, and others just plead guilty to lesser non-drug charges. Okay, and here's where woke politics gets in the way. Um, the uh, San Francisco leaders, well, let me rephrase this. It says the Hondurans have been around for a while, but their presence and relatively recent rise in the city have never been explored in depth and are poorly understood. Oh, everybody there, everybody at the San Francisco Chronicle, all the TV stations. Oh, the police know. Police know. All, know. all the politicians, they knew that this was a Hondurans, Honduran men coming here and, and killing the locals. They knew this. But right. get this, London Breed, the mayor, was called xenophobic and racist for saying last fall that a lot of the dealers are Honduran. She later apologized, saying it wasn't her intention to single out one community or place the blame solely on them. Well, the Chronicle has this. If you print out this story, it's 17 pages. It's 17 pages. She was right. A lot of them are from Honduras. She was telling the truth. And listen to this weasel. San Francisco Police Chief <laughs> Bill Scott. There's no value in studying the demographics of potential offenders. Oh, yes, there is. <laughs> They're all coming from the same village. You block them. Deport them. <laughs> yes. They're illegal aliens from the same you, village, and they're making $350,000 a year. You have to cut back on their huge income sources because the word continues to get back to these villages. you got to go to San Francisco. It's easy money. The Chronicle actually traced this to dealer zero. Alejandro Velasquez apparently came to, he ended up in San Francisco almost by accident. He was trying to get to Atlanta. It's a long story. But he ended up in the mid-90s 
He came from a tiny village called El Perdonal to sell drugs in San Francisco. It was a series of travel mistakes, and eventually he was wandering around in San Francisco, and a guy said, hey, want a job? And what do you think the job was? Dealing drugs. And he started to do well, and he sent money home, and he came home to visit, and word got around. In fact, in August of 2019, his daughter and her husband were swept up in a federal crackdown on tenderloin drug dealing. He didn't want to talk about her in this interview. The Chronicle actually went to interview him, and he says, I never meant to, get to, to, to convince other people to come to San Francisco to sell drugs, and that's a dark period of my life. I actually really work construction in Atlanta. Okay. But a fascinating story about how he was one of the first to make people aware in these villages in Honduras yeah. that oh, San Francisco is a, a great place to make big bucks by great. selling drugs. And now they have bodies stacked up all over the place. And all these zombies bent over at the waist, their heads between their knees, right. whacked out on fentanyl, probably more of them on Trank now. So their right. their their skin is rotting. They have their, their open rotting sores. Yeah, well, people uh, are desperate in that country for, for income. It's a very, very poor place. Honduras is one of those Central American countries that sends a lot of migrants to the U.S. You can only imagine... When somebody comes back and buys a mansion, it's leading yeah. to some sort of real estate boom in the area because yeah. they're sending money back and people are buying better homes. Yeah. Someone yeah. asks, how did you do that? Oh, my nephew. He's a dealer in San Francisco. Yeah. All right, I'm going to send hey, my kid. There, there's big money in killing Americans. You know? <laughs> yeah. really, kill American drug addicts. You're, you're going you're, you're gonna to be uh, a king well, down in these little villages. They're dumb enough to accept this in San Francisco. That's the consequence. Yeah. People are going to die, and they are dying. <laughs> That's such a compassionate place, San Francisco, isn't it? So if you want to read these stories in the Chronicle, it's fascinating. All right, more coming up. John and Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. We're on the radio one until four and after four o'clock, whatever you missed. Uh, you can listen to the John and Ken On Demand podcast on the iHeart app. All right, coming up after the news at 3 o'clock, I guess it's pretty fascinating for people to see homes worth millions of dollars collapsing on a hillside. That is what's going on with the landslide in Rolling Hills Estates. That's on the Palos Verdes Peninsula. Corbin Carson's covering this story for KFI News. He'll bring us up to date on the conditions there after the news at 3 o'clock. Uh, we've joked about, well, we were just talking about how Meta is not coming to San Francisco for their, their annual conference, their convention. That's a big loss. Meta? The tech people? They're San Francisco? They're afraid of getting killed. It's just not a pretty place right now, exactly. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't go on a, on a convention in downtown San Francisco. Of course, Meta... The war zone. Beget... This idea from Mark Zuckerberg that the future was all about the metaverse. Hmm. Uh, the idea was to uh, create uh, virtual cities, virtual offices, all sorts of places where people uh, could put on the headset and go and engage, I guess, in a fantasy life. Well, as we told you before, this has bombed horribly. They spent a lot of money on this and um, the thought at the time is that the metaverse would bring businesses five trillion dollars in value did this that everyone thought this was going to be the next big thing the metaverse by the way the company that thought 
that the metaverse was going to bring $5 trillion of value was McKinsey. McKinsey is the largest business consulting firm in the country. Pete Buttigieg worked for oh. worked for them. And they're the ones that all the big companies hire to help streamline their operations and squeeze more and more efficiency and profit. There's no bigger than, name than McKinsey. So they led this incredible hype parade. And it was all nonsense. It was all BS. City, Citibank valued it, the metaverse at $13 trillion. There was a report by Insider that something called De Decentraland, arguably the largest and most relevant metaverse platform, had only 13, 38 active daily users. 38. Decentraland is where people were building fake cities, oh. fake shopping centers. They people Companies were spending millions of dollars buying up real estate. There was a whole market for this. This was going on for, for several years because they wanted to plant their flag and claim the land in Decentraland. Hmm. I, I know this sounds nuts, but really this was happening. Companies and people were spending millions of dollars the way if we if, if suddenly there was, there was a new... Uh, I don't know. Uh, what's the, what's the uh, analogy for this? Let's say they say they found a new tropical island with beautiful weather. What would happen? Right. All the hotel companies would, would claim lots on the island to build new hotels and new resorts and new restaurants and new this and new that. Oh, this was it. This was, this was all virgin territory yeah. that they thought billions of people were going to move to. And spend all their waking hours in. Because Zuckerberg was, you know, one of the co-founders of Facebook, a lot of the media got caught up in the idea that the metaverse was going to be the next big thing. The Guardian reported that one of the features designed to reward users in Meta's, Meta's flagship product, Horizon Worlds, produced no more than $470 in revenue globally. 38 active users, $470. $470 That's around, how big a bomb this was. Around the world. And, and Zuckerberg spent tens of billions of dollars on this. I know. That's where a lot of his fortune went. Yeah. And so that's why his next project was to uh, copy Twitter. Because he's out of ideas. Because nobody cares about this stuff except weirdo techno geeks like him. I never heard of a single person talk about, yeah, I can't wait to go to the metaverse. And <laughs> from what I understand. I thought it was going to appeal to basement incels. And there wasn't enough of them either. I get, yeah, they're, they're, that, those were the 38. <laughs> right, because last time we talked about this, some of the uh, guys would go in there and uh, take on a, an avatar and act really dirty, right, or something. Yeah, that's right. And it was like looking at a cartoon, but nobody had legs. Seriously. You could get your avatar to represent all that you. money. Nobody had legs. No, no, I, I, I understand because in every cartoon I've ever seen since I was a little kid, everybody had legs, but somehow they couldn't make legs for, for the metaverse. Um, it, it's it it uh, all this um, these virtual cities, virtual offices were all going to be funded with cryptocurrency and supplied with NFT NFTs. Art. Yeah, yeah, they, all, all the great scams of the century. 
cryptocurrency, <laughs> NFTs, the metaverse, fungible, whatever. This was this was like uh, an orgy of all the great scammers in the world. All right, when we return, Corbin Carson from KFI News will update us on what's going on in Rolling Hills Estates with these homes that are sliding into a canyon, and there doesn't appear to be anything that can be done about it. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI Newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. I oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.